Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. everyone and welcome back to the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo, as always joined by joe Rasinello. and once more dear brothers and sisters let us go in to the breach on the veritas catholic radio network 1350 on your am dial 103.9 on your fm dial spreading the truth of the catholic faith to the new york city metropolitan area as always we ask you to make sure you download the veritas catholic radio network mobile app so that you could have access to all of our station's content and wherever you see joe and i uh, particularly on YouTube at the Frontline TV or the Frontline with Joe and Joe. If you like what we do, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And today we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Dale Alquist. And Dale has written a new book, The Story of the Family, G.K. Chesterton and the Only State That Creates and loves its own citizens. Joe Rosanello, that's an interesting title, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Um, so many of you, because you know we're an EWTN affiliate, many of you know Dale. He's, as Joe and I were talking, Dale is one of the originals on, uh, on EWTN. He is the president of the Society of Gilbert Keith Chesterton, creator and host of the long-running EWTN series, on G.K. Chesterton and publisher of Gilbert Magazine. He's considered the greatest living authority on the life and works of Chesterton, and his books include The Apostle of Common Sense, The Complete Thinker, Knight of the Holy Ghost, and Common Sense 101. Dale Alquist, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Well, thank you. God bless you, Joe. And Joe, it's great to be with you today. Thank you. And, and you're welcome. And thanks for coming on the show. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. Uh, Dale, we always start with a prayer because God knows I need prayers. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, for you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dale, we always say on this show, Joe and I, uh, common sense isn't too common anymore. And we also say one of our uh, taglines is we have a PhD in common sense. Um, that's why I love to talk about G.K. Chesterton. Um, but some people may not know who he is. Um, could you just give us a little, I think it's a good place to start. Who is he and why is he important? Happy to do it, Joe. He was an early 20th century writer, uh, one of the most famous writers of his day back in the very beginning of the 20th century and uh, shocked the world in 1922, exactly 100 years ago when it was announced that he'd been received into the Catholic Church. And he was a great defender of the Catholic faith. And he did it by writing about everything else. Everything he wrote about pointed to God. And he had a, a great way of explaining to people the things that they already know, which is what common sense is, right? He just shocked people with the truth that they already knew to be true. It's one of the reasons why he was such a great 
detective story writer. He wrote the Father Brown mysteries and a good detective story always surprises you with the truth that's been sitting under your nose the whole story. And when it's revealed, you go, oh, I knew that. I knew that. Well, Chester's that kind of a writer. When he, when he zings you with one of his great one-liners, you always respond with, well, of course, I knew that. You and, know what? Oh, please, please. Well, I'm just saying, his, uh, he, he died in 1936. He definitely faded from the public view after his death, but there's been a revival of interest in his writings. Certainly, uh, thanks in part to the, to the series that we had on EWTN for years, and people are rediscovering this, this great writer who seems even more pertinent now than when he was alive. He's writing about all the issues that are facing the world right now, but he was just writing them 100 years ago. You know, it's funny. You, you mentioned, you know, he was a convert. You were also a convert. We would like to explore that as well. But how people who are sincere, truly sincere, and looking for the truth always find the Catholic Church. It's just the way it works. I mean, I'm a big fan of Marcus Grodi and The Journey Home. You know, he has all types of people on that show. And people who are truth seekers, I mean sincere. And and, and a lot of that is you don't have pride. You're, you're willing to, like, say, well, you know something? Maybe I was wrong on that particular, you know, issue or this particular thought. They always find the Catholic Church because it is the deposit of the truth, the fullness of the truth. It's just, it, it happens constantly. And frankly, this is just another example of a great intellectual who had that same journey. Well, he was one of the, he was truly one of the greatest and most important converts of the 20th century because there's thousands of other people can trace their own conversion to G.K. Chesterton. And, and I'm certainly one of those. And, uh, and he, he said himself, you know, there's, there's 10,000 reasons why I became a Catholic, but they all amount to one reason, because it's true. Mm. Yeah. Theo Alquist joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello, and we are in the breach. We're discussing the story of the family, G.K. Chesterton and the only state that creates and loves its own citizens. This is the book by Dale Alquist out at Ignatius Press. So we're talking about conversions that we were mentioning before the show we had on Joseph Pierce a couple weeks ago. Funny dude, because he, he talks about his conversion. He says, you know, how he, he was in, doing his second prison term is when he picked up G.K. Chesterton, which led him to the church. And, you know, and he says it to everybody. So it's not like, you know, um, like because that's his conversion story he led a, led, a, led a terrible life which he'll admit and he's sitting in prison he read gk chesterson started to open his mind you also had a conversion you were raised in a baptist household you read chesterton's the everlasting man um during your honeymoon and rome and your life changed how did that happen dale well you know it's i think just as funny as joseph pierce reading chesterton in prison is the the Baptist reading G.K. Chesterton on his honeymoon in Rome. In Rome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? Well, it's obviously the Holy Spirit, but um, I was a big C.S. Lewis fan, Joe, and uh, many evangelicals are. They're, they're huge C.S. Lewis fans. And at a certain point, you want to get behind C.S. Lewis. What was the great influence on C.S. Lewis? And for him, it was The Everlasting Man. That was the book that C.S. Lewis uh, started reading when he was an atheist. Mm. And that's the book that brought him to Christianity. And, and he said, a young man who's serious about his atheism cannot be too careful about what he reads. 
He said the everlasting man was the first reasonable defense of Christianity that he'd ever read. And so I said, well, that's the book I'm going to start with. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just never, never went back to C.S. Lewis after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what it is too. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in that camp. I, I never left the church. I didn't practice for a good, good portion of my life. Well, I should say fortunately, because that's the way God worked to, to get my, my Italian butt back into church. Um, <laughs> But C.S. Lewis w- was was important. You know, I remember reading Screw Tape Letters. I remember reading The Abolition of Man, um, and you know, and and other things. And so it is that I find the danger though is uh, with that is that then as Catholics we just stop with C.S. Lewis. You, you you know what I'm trying to say, Dale? We have to go beyond that. It's it, it, C.S. Lewis made the great argument against atheism for mere Christianity. But as Christians, we know that, okay, once you get to that point, but then you have to go beyond that. I think a lot of people just stop at C.S. Lewis and oh, that's all we need is mere Christianity. Right. Amen. And, and you know, people ask me sometimes, why, did, well, why didn't C.S. Lewis become Catholic? And the answer is real simple. He didn't live long enough. He, he, was, he was on his way to becoming Catholic. He was, by the time of his death, he'd accepted all seven sacraments. And uh, his secretary, uh, who just passed away recently, who himself became a Catholic, testified that there's no way that uh, C.S. Lewis could have remained in the Church of England because even the Church of England no longer represented mere Christianity. And, and so, but because C.S. Lewis was on that path, so many evangelicals and others, uh, you know, not only was their, their Christian faith affirmed, but they went on to discover Chesterton and the Catholic Church. And so C.S. Lewis is a maker of a lot of converts indirectly. Well, that's why we're hoping, Dale, that people will buy your book. So, you know, like Joe said earlier, when when somebody says, I'm just seeking truth, I'm sorry, I get a little skeptical, okay? <laughs> There's a way in which you seek the truth. And when, and when you're truly open-minded, meaning that when you're seeking the truth, that means you might come up on something that's going to be very difficult for you. You know, it's not easy to come into the Catholic Church, either from atheism or from Protestantism. There's there's a demand, there's a challenge, there's a requirement. We have to put some things down that maybe we were used to, okay? So, but those people that actually do, the thing is they're, they're, they're reading, they're listening, okay? Many times the people that are much more intelligent than us, okay? Um, and that's why I think that also, I was just gonna make a larger point and I'm gonna hand it over to Joe. That's why we always have to be, like you're at a conference right now, Joe and I do the front line with Joe and Joe, that we have to constantly be bringing these out, the ideas that are out into the public consciousness. Therefore, so that those who are looking for the truth, okay, they could find it. They could find it. We could turn them on to G.K. Chesterton or or whoever it might be that's going to assist the Holy Spirit in their in their conversion. With that, and it was a, a little bit of long-winded Dale Alquist. Um, quick comment on that: the need to continue to 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 bring these ideas out into the public and not be fearful about it. Well, uh, Chesterton is such a, a great companion to have in order to do just that, because he's such a clear thinker, and I call him the complete thinker, because he does provide an answer for all the strange questions that the modern world asks. And uh, he does it with such wit and joy and makes things so clear. Uh, But but it's always a continued, as you say, a continued search for truth. It's a deep well. The Catholic Church is a deep well. You will not ever get to the bottom of it, but it will always satisfy you because the truth is enormously satisfying. Absolutely. Dale Alquist joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello. The book uh, is out from Ignatius 
uh, Ignatius Press, the story of the family G.K. Chesterton and the only state that cre- state that creates and loves its own citizens. We encourage you all to go out and buy the book. Joe Resinello. Well, when talking about the family in Chesterton, I wanted to uh, begin with a quote. I think it, it sets a good foundational conversation. He says this, the, dis- the, 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 the disintegration of rational society started in the drift from the hearth and the family, and the solution must be a drift back. I think that's spot on. I think sometimes politicians and cultural warriors overcomplicate things. Um, Let's get back to basics. How about just a family? It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, some crazy ideology, some crazy new program at the parish, some some answer, you know, on Twitter or TikTok. It's just basic stuff. A mom, a dad, and kids struggling through life. It's the way it works. And frankly, our society doesn't believe in that anymore. It really doesn't. And it shows. We say this on the show all the time, Dale. Look out your window. Is it working? It simply isn't. It simply isn't. Oh, I'm spiritual. How's that working for you? It's not working. Please talk about this quote, and because I think it's spot on, and and I I think we'll uh, from it go into some very good directions. Well, Chester's point is that the family is is the primary unit of society. It's not the individual. It's not the community. The individual, if the individual is always asserting his own rights, he'll eventually undermine the family. If the community is always asserting its rights, it'll eventually undermine the family. If we recognize the family as the basic unit of society, a society with strong families will be a strong society. A society with decaying and broken families will be a decaying and broken society. Real simple equation. The family precedes the state. It's the state, as we say, the only one that creates and loves its own citizens. It comes together not by coercion, but by attraction. It's the most natural thing there is. It's ancient and and is, is older than civilization itself, but it built civilization. And of course, when Christ comes, he makes this this beautiful thing called marriage, this bridge built between a man and a woman, the, the greatest feat of human engineering in all of history, makes it a sacrament representing Christ's own relationship with the church. And uh, so it is this holiness that is the heart of society. And yeah, that's where children are born, raised, formed. And, you know, the, the home is the center of the, of the society. And Chesterton points out that we have it exactly backwards. We think that the real world is outside the home. But no, the real world is incidental to the, the, or the, the world outside the home is incidental to what goes on inside the home because that's the creative place. That's where life's greatest experiences happen inside the home. Yeah, I well, want to explore uh, that a little bit. So I'm sorry, Joe. No, uh, no, please, Joe. Y- you mentioned, you know, marriage is a sacrament. And I think this is where people get it wrong in, in American society um, because we're all married here. You know, uh, we all have children. I'm assuming you you have them, Dale. I have five. Um, I only have six. So uh, there you go. You know the deal. Right. It, and and why I bring that up is it's not easy. Like like I have five kids under eight. 
I mean, marriage is a sacrament because God made it so because we need grace. You see, the world thinks that they can get married and you're going to live on everyone's good looking. We all have some bucks in our pocket and we're going to be happy. Well, that doesn't work. <laughs> like uh, well, that doesn't know, but Joe you know, but Joe that's what Hollywood told me the other day I was watching movie says you could be happy with all these with all these luxuries that they say you need go ahead yeah Joe. yeah it, it just oh. doesn't work and I think the missing piece is we think we could make it work on our own gifts and we're all you know to a degree we're Americans we're individuals blah 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 <laughs> it doesn't work and well. I've said this on the show Dale I don't even believe in civil marriage because it doesn't work yeah, yeah. like it's, please explore that uh, Chesterton I mean this is where this is where the book comes in Joe uh, Ch Chesterton has this great line about marriage he says marriage is a duel to the death <laughs> well, mm -hmm. he says no one's ever survived marriage you know it's it's the it's that's what's so amazing that there's two amazingly different creatures, a man and a woman, and they come together, and uh, that's that's the greatest miracle of all in all of life. These two amazingly different creatures, and yet uh, uh, the other thing that happens: children, not an easy proposition, forming a life and uh, and and nurturing that life. But Chesterton says one of the great essays in the book is called the. Uh, um, on certain writers in the modern institute, on certain modern writers in the institution of the family, he says, people actually criticize the family because it's uncongenial. Well, that's the great thing about the family is that it's uncongenial. You know, imagine being taken to a strange city in a, in a, in a random street and just deposited down the chimney in a random house and try to get along with the people that live in that house. He says, that's what happens to each of us on the day we were born. We didn't get to choose these people that we have to live with. And that's what prepares us for the whole world because every family, there's a multitude of interests and souls and, and likes and dislikes. And that's how you get along. And if everybody scatters just because they want to be with the people that agree with them on everything, uh, that's the separation that is breaking the, the whole society apart. Families are a challenge, and 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 if they come overcome the difficulties of marriage and the difficulties of raising children, that's why you have a strong society. And of course, it has to be a sacramental understanding. It has to be infused with the grace of God. Civil marriage is 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 an oxymoron. <laughs> no, fair enough. I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, we say that say it on the show all the time. Dale Alquist joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Um, the book is the story of the family, G.K. Chesterton, and the only state that creates and loves its own citizens. I love the subtitle there, Dale. Um, I think it's a debate that we need to have in this country um, because, like, amongst other debates, but that's a, for what we're talking about here about the family versus the individual, which is not really – that is not a, supposed to be, like, a, 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 um, an, an argument, like, one against the other, Okay. But we have to get we have to get it around our heads is that if uh, especially in conservative circles with that rugged individualism, which I used to buy, but it's it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. As we're discussing, it is wrong. We are individuals. We are unique 
unrepeatable individuals. There's no question about it. But if you want to fully, if you want to find your full expression, okay, you better be in a strong family. That's right. right? Or else something's going to be lacking. And amongst conservative minded people, we need to have that conversation. I'm getting so tired of hearing, oh, such and such country and such and such country, they have pro-family initiatives. Every law should be, should be geared towards strengthening the family. What are you Amen. talking about? Amen. Shouldn't have to be an exception to the law, okay? Everything we do should promote families first. Am I wrong there, Dale? Well, that's exactly uh, what we're missing. Um, because we don't have the family as, under, understand the family as the basic unit, you're right, our laws do not support the family. In, in general, they don't support the family. The state continues to replace the function of the family. And uh, one of the points in the book, is probably it's one of the, the most important chapters in the book, because certainly we talk about marriage and, and uh, you know, uh, contraception and, and those things, obvious teachings of the Catholic Church that we already know about. But he said, Chester points out that one of the most detrimental institutions to the family is the public school system. Uh, because it's replaced parents and it's replaced uh, the, it's actually driven a wedge between parent and child. Mm. And that's one of the realities we have to face as Catholics that, that the public schools are working against strong families. Oh, that's a fact. I mean, yeah. if you don't see that now, you're either blind or frankly living in a hole. I mean, especially during the COVID crisis where people had to homeschool their kids and saw what was actually being taught. I mean, it is absolute, even if you're not Catholic, I mean, what's being put forth, if you find that to be okay, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, 20 years ago, you'd get locked up if like an adult looked across the desk and said to an eight-year-old that you should transition into the body of the opposite sex. If a principal said that 20 years ago, you'd probably get arrested. Now, somehow that's okay. I mean, well, like have all of a sudden, I always, we're enlightened 20 years. We've, we've, we've seen the light. We, we're, we're now moving forward in a progressive manner. That's just twisted, it, it, whether you're Catholic or not. I mean, and, and frankly, I think they've gone too far, and I think it's going to be the uh, downfall of the public school, if you ask me, because uh, the left... We can only hope. We can only hope that... Fair enough. Fair that. enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chesterton, what the fact is, he was writing about this, Joe, a hundred years ago. He was writing about this danger to the family from the public school system a hundred years ago, and nobody was seeing it then, but he was. He was, he was seeing that You've given the state more power than it's ever had in all of human history when you put them in charge of educating your children. And you know they're not going to be teaching them about God. And they're, and even then, you know, there was at least some sort of a moral consensus in society, but there was nothing holding it together because uh, of, of the secularization of, of the state. And so Chesterton saw it all coming. Uh, he said it ought to be the oldest things that we're teaching to the youngest children. He said, instead, a child in a school today is exposed to educational ideas and theories that are younger than he is. He said that 100 years ago. In other words, they were experimenting on our children a century ago, and they continue to do that. They, they really are treating our children like guinea pigs in the public school. Well, Dale Alquist, remember something, though. They can only do that because at the end of the day, we allow them to. 
effects, right? But but you know, ultimately, parent, yeah. Please, parents no, have continue. to take control. The parents have to take their control of their kids' education, and well, uh, that's one of the reasons we started the Chesterton Academies. Well, the, and, and 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 there you go. I mean, I mean, there you go. One of the things you know that uh, you know Joe and I talk about at the front line with Joe and Joe is you know obviously as we know uh, you know God will draw the greatest good out of anything no matter how bad it is and he mentioned but you know joe mentioned about covid okay and the greatest good to come out of that is the exposing of the public school education system but now here's the thing all those concerned parents out there well if they don't if they don't you know do their job which is to and they are i believe there's a shift going on in america and take that control back then you know it's like the old saying goes you get what you pay for okay in other words, if you're not going to do anything about it Right? Whether whether it be take your kids out of the public school and do what you have to do, don't don't own a Cadillac, go buy a Chevy and send your kid to to you know Seton Hall Prep like my father did, or to Queen of Peace like Joe's father did. Okay, to give us a better education. Um, one thing I will say is this: we try, Dale, because we are on Catholic radio. We try not to be overtly political. Unfortunately, nowadays one side has gone is completely psychotic. Okay, and that's just the way it is. The left in America right now is psychotic. You used to be able to maybe have a conversation with a liberal Democrat. Okay, um, I don't even know what a liberal Democrat is ever, anymore because that side is completely psychotic. If you want to know you're doing the right thing, look at the reaction of of those people on the left. They are shrill because parents are going to school boards and saying, uh, "You can't do that." The answer's no. Joe and I said our one one phrase, Dale, we have to learn in our society is the answer is no. I'm not going to explain myself to you. The answer is simply no. And you see the reaction on the other side that those parents that are doing that, that want to protect their children, that want to make sure that their family's not infiltrated with these evil ideas. Okay, they're called racist. They're called white supremacists. They're called all sorts of names. And what are they really doing? They're going down to the school board and saying, uh, the answer's no, you know, and I think we need more of that. Your comments on that, Dale Alquist, before we go to a break. Well, uh, I think what's interesting, uh, I mentioned the schools that we've started, the Chesterton Academies that are starting really all over the country by, by groups of parents. Uh, it's parents acting on their own to do something active and proactive to protect the souls of their children and, and taking control as the primary educators, but uh, our, the motto of our school is cultura vitae, culture of life. And what's so encouraging is to see young people standing up against abortion. And, uh, and that's what the, this, this, our, our friends from a certain segment are just appalled that young people are not taking the same stand that they were uh, in favor of abortion. Uh, here are young people speaking up in favor of life. This revival that we're talking about, Joe and Joe, is going to be a grassroots revival. It's going to come from families and from young people, and that's what's going to change the education system in this country and change the culture of the society. There's no top-down solutions anymore. It's all going to be grassroots. It's, it's up to us to start changing the, the culture. Well, that's why uh, that's why I think it's important. I, I think people are, are are missing the point of this of a lot of what's going on at the Supreme Court recently is that the Supreme Court's backing out, but that that's not 
that's not where it ends. That's what so-called conservatives, they'll have wanted for decades, okay? Is the Supreme Court to back out of the culture war, but okay, fine, but the culture war is still out there. And it's now it's gonna more go on on the state level. Well, guess what? That means you gotta get out there into the breach as Joe Resnell and I always say, because that's where the fight's gonna go on now. Okay, the federal government backs out, Supreme Court backs out, but now you gotta fight for your families. That's what you wanted, that's what you wanted. Well, now you got to get out there and you got to get in front of those school boards and you have to get out there. You have to support schools like you're like the, the one that you're you've created, Dale. All right. Uh, you know, the, the Chesterton schools. You, this is what you have to do. Then you have to sacrifice. Uh, and there's all sorts of things. But now the battle is is in your neck of the woods. Right. It's a local it's battle now. It's local. Yep. Right. And I and, well, now, if you wanted the battle to be local, but now you got to you got to suit up. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you got to shoot up. You got to get out there. Dale Alquist, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. This is a great conversation. And we thank you so much for, for being here at the show to discuss your new book, uh, The Story of the Family, G.K. Chesterton and the Only State That Creates and Loves Its Own Citizens. That's out at Ignatius. Uh, now, Dale, I'm assuming people could buy it at Ignatius Press. And where else would it be available? Well, I, I encourage people to buy it from uh, from us, from Chesterton.org. Chesterton.org. You can get this book and many other books on G.K. Chesterton from our website. Awesome. Dale Alquist, we're going to take a little bit of, of a break at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. 30 seconds, and we're going to come right back. So everybody out there, stick around. We have another sec- segment with Dale Alquist on G.K. Chesterton and Dale's new book. Don't go anywhere. Where there's Catholic radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith. Families are strengthened. Parishes and communities flourish. So let people know you're listening to Veritas. Tell your friends to tune in, and let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back, everybody, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. We are way in the breach with Dale Alquist. He's written a new book, The Story of the Family, G.K. Chesterton, and the on the only state that creates and loves its own citizens. I just, I just, Dale, I just dig that title. Joe Resinello, where do you want to go? Well, let's talk about something that Chesterton discussed in this book, Alternatives to the Family. I mean, you mentioned, Dale, on, in the other segment that he wrote these, these ideas down 100 years ago, and this is what's going on. I mean, we saw alternatives to the family in the late 60s, early 70s with the commune movement and the hippies. Clearly, that didn't work. Um, we see this now with same-sex marriages, um, and I'll say that's not going to work either because there's no replacing a man in a woman. Society somehow thinks again, it's gone ahead, it's progressive, it's enlightened, but it doesn't work. And, and you know, I come from simple Stockdale, I'll be honest. My father was a barber, my mother was a secretary. We lived in a modest house. And to be honest with you, there is no substituting. You don't have to be rich. You have a mom and a dad, they love each other, they love their children, they create a safe environment, a loving environment, not a perfect one, but where everyone knows that they're safe, they're loved, and you know something? Everyone grows up. I dare I say normal, if you can call me normal, but but you know what I'm saying. Like everyone grows up healthy, everyone grows up functional. That's the way it works. And there's no substituting it. And he talks about these alternatives. What did he have to say, Dale? Well, uh, first of all, Chesterton is great for defending the normal. And uh, that is what is under attack these days, Joe. It's everyone's attacking the normal. 
uh, and we are suffering as a result of it. I mean, what could be more abnormal than advocating uh, young people to, to change their sex? You know, that's about as abnormal as it gets. But we, you know, that's that's the culmination of many abnormal things that have been endorsed for the last several decades. Yes, the alternatives to the family. Well, you know, the the main one, Chester points out, of course, is that uh, people let the state start performing all the functions of the family, which is what's being taken uh, happening in our in our public school system. But when uh, when people are divorced and remarried, they create an abnormal situation with multiple parents and, and children who are you know, not fully related to each other. That's an abnormal situation. Uh, and, and this is why the church has always defended the sanctity of, of marriage and fought against divorce. Chester pointed out that as soon as we start accepting divorce, as something normal, you'll create an abnormal society. He said, the obvious result of frivolous divorce will be frivolous marriage. And that is what we've seen. People get married thoughtlessly, they get divorced thoughtlessly, and then they get remarried the same way. As Chester says, they want their wedding cake and they want to eat it too. <laughs> and uh, and that's that's one uh, strange alternative to, a, to the 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 real family is is the the broken and and reconstituted family that's that's not normal, um, and and then of course now we're we're seeing the uh, you know the strange things under a, a same sex uh, marriage. Chesterton, even though these things were not spoken about openly a hundred years ago, he had subtle ways of of talking about it. He says, you know, Noah took two of everything onto the ark, but he didn't take two Noahs. <laughs> and also you know the the, the lily was the uh, the symbol of the decadent movement with oscar wilde and that that uh, beginning of uh uh decadence in the 1890s chester says you know the lily is beautiful but the purpose of the lily is not to be beautiful the purpose of the lily is to make more lilies um, that's why people get married to create and love their own citizens. Uh, you hit it right on the head, and I say this. We don't know what marriage is. You see, that's another problem, and that's, uh, you know, I'll be truthful with you. I think we could do a better job informing our couples in our church. They don't know what it is. Like, like and that's, like, a reason why the divorce rate is what it is. You know, you hit something. I'm glad you said divorce because it's normalized. It's completely normal. I remember I'm 52 years old. I remember I used to watch Happy Days. This is I'm dating myself as a kid. And there was an episode where Richie was talking to a divorcee. And that was some scandalous thing. Now divorce is like nothing. It's nothing. And now same sex marriage has become like nothing. And that is to be honest with you, another nail in the coffin of society, subtly. And people will hear my voice. They're like, this guy's a radical. He's crazy. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you the truth. That's the straight up and down truth of it. There's nothing natural about a little boy seeing his father with someone that isn't his mother and sleeping with that woman. There is nothing natural about that at 
all. And then we wonder why kids are on dope. We wonder why the, the suicide rate is up. We wonder why there's all types of issues in our public schools and in our society. These kids are broken. It's not, you're, you're, you're breaking them apart because we don't know what marriage is. We don't utilize the grace of the sacrament to keep us together, to forgive one another, to love one another, to live sacrificial lives. And there lies the root of many of our issues. Let me ask a question, Joe Racinello. Uh, I want to ask a question to Dale Alquist joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. You must go out and buy the book. Dale is the guy. When it comes to G.K. Chesterton, we're not just saying that. Others just say he's he's the guy, Joe. Dale Alquist, he's the guy. Oh, All there's right? no I, doubt I, I, about G. it. G.K. Chesterton, the story of the family, G.K. Chesterton, and the only state that creates and loves its own citizens. Let well, let's have um, a little. Uh, let's let's impart something to our audience that many people don't think about. Uh, we're constantly told that marriage is handcuffs. We're shackled. We're trapped. You're going to die, you know, raising your kids because you got to go out and work nine to five or whatever, or load trucks like my old man did, you know, on the, on the night shift. Okay. But Chesterton described Dale Alquist what he defines as freedom found in marriage. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, freedom is the idea of responsibility. When you, when you are acting of your own will, that's what freedom is. And, uh, and, but freedom means responsibility. When you take the responsibility to love and support a wife and love and support children, that's acting responsibly. And that's what freedom is. It's doing uh, of your own will the right thing, doing what you're supposed to do. Freedom does not mean rebelling and breaking the rules. Uh, and that's the, the modern world's misconception. They think that if you break the rules, you're free. But Chesterton says if you you break the rules, you you don't uh, you don't get freedom. You get you get prison. That's what you get, uh, both literally and figuratively. You you become a slave to sin when you give in to sin. And uh, and Chesterton makes this great point. You might be able to maintain one level of good, but you can't maintain one level of evil that level just keeps going down and down into the last abyss. You can't maintain one level of evil. And uh, we, the, marriage is a sacrament because it represents our relationship with God. And that is the truest freedom there is, is when we are in communion with God. The truth, Jesus says, will set you free. Marriage is really a living out of the truth of our relationship with Christ. It is a sacrament, and that's where true freedom is found. Everything else is going to be narrow. It's going to be a form of slavery. That Well, thank you for that, Dale Alquist. Joe Racinello, where do you want to go? I want to explore what you said a little bit, because it's, it's spot on and it's so important. In the marriage covenant and in the home, we die to self like Christ did on the cross. You see, this again goes against the grain of society. No one wants to die to themselves. To be honest with you, even Catholics don't. It's hard to do. Let's be honest. It goes against who we are as people. We all want to preserve our own, but Christ invites us in you know, in another direction. And that's why we need grace, Dale. I struggle with this, I'll be honest. And that's why I bring it up. You raised six kids. Um, it is hard to do that. 
it simply is. And that's, and that's where I think the divorce rate is so high because we're not leaning on God because that's, I, I say this all the time, the rules of Christ apply to you, whether you acknowledge them or not. It's like gravity. It, it applies to you, but God's giving you a tool to die to yourself because you're going to be asked to in the marriage, whether it's secular or religious. Without that tool, you're finished. You're not going to be able to do it. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, you made a really good point right now about sacrifice. Uh, where does marriage take place, Joe and Joe? Where does marriage take place? At the place? altar. <laughs> at an altar. What else do you do at altars? Sacrifice. Holy sacrifice of the man. Sacrifice, right, right. That's that. Let's remember that. Let's always remember that. You you come forward to get married at a place of sacrifice, and uh, that should be the mindset. We are. A, we every sacrifice is an act of love, and the marriage, of course, is the great act of love. But let's remember, it's giving of self and not just taking something and when we're giving that's that's the the way we receive the best is by giving and when uh, a man and woman give themselves to each other they are blessed by the sacrifice when they sacrifice for their children they are blessed by that that's the the great blessing of of you know watching being part of creation chester says every time a baby is born it's, it's as if god has created a new sun and a new moon because there's a new set of eyes looking at the sun and the moon. Isn't that a wonderful idea? Sure. Creation starts all over again every time a baby is born because there's a new soul appreciating God's creation. And we have, we have an act, a, a hand in, in that happening. That's what an amazing privilege that is. This appreciation, appreciation of life that Chesterton uh, reminds us about, that's the attitude we have to have. You, the great paradox is when you lay yourself down, that's when you get your life back. I think, Dale Alquist, one of, one of the things, some people out there call it a culture war. I guess it is. All right. We do, too. All right. But it's mostly but, but on a different level. It's a spiritual battle. That's what's going on here. And Joe and I say on the show all the time, the renewal of America. I don't even want to say renewal. I'm sick of actually thinking about this, Dale. Maybe you tell me what you think. I think America needs a rebirth. Not, 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 not a renewal. I don't want to go back to the old America, whatever the old America was. I want to see an American rebirth. Okay. And it's going to be Catholic men getting out into the public square, mostly Catholic men getting out into the public square and speaking the truth of everything that we're talking about right now. The truth is laid out by someone like G.K. Chesterton or many other Catholic writers out there. That's what people need to hear these things. Because as Joe say, when you put it the way you just did, Dale, in other words, and when you make these arguments, okay, and you put them out there in the public square, and you juxtapose that by, uh, you know, by asking people, oh, by the way, the alternative, how's that working out for you? You'll force them to look in the mirror. Say, maybe it's not really working out that well. Maybe this rugged individualism, you know, like, uh, you know, that I've been taught my whole life, you know, on the more conservative side, um, maybe it does come down to family and sacrifice. That's the best way for society to function. Because obviously, we're, we're off the freaking rails, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of off the rails, Dale Alquist, we talked a little bit about divorce. How does, how does contraception and abortion now people say oh those are just private issues okay <laughs> uh particularly on on contraception that's just a private issue that doesn't affect anything paul the sixth and humani vitae kind of laid out something a, a bit uh different of an argument okay but how is contraception and abortion affected 
family life in America and in the world, this contraceptive mentality. Yeah, there's a whole chapter on that in this book. And once again, astonishing prophetic from Chesterton writing a century ago about these very issues. Uh, he, he basically was arguing that uh, when you separate the sexual act from birth, and you know, you know, you are doing something completely contrary to our to our God-given nature. And of course, you've, you've you've you're not being sacrificial either. You're you're being selfish. It is a selfish act to uh, to purely have sex for pleasure rather than to uh, be let it be a natural act open to life because that's what it was designed to be. And Chesterton says when you when you he says he called it it was called birth control back then he says the problem with birth control is that there's no birth and there's no control (laughs) and and, uh but he said it it would lead to um it would lead to abortion the the practice of contraception would lead to abortion because abortion would be a form of birth control it would lead to infanticide because that was just another form of birth control and of course a disrespect for life itself so at the other end it would it would lead to uh, to euthanasia and and taking people out of our life because they're an inconvenience to us he also said that contraception would lead to a higher incidence of divorce because you've you've taken the central act of marriage the marital act and um, you, you you've taken it out of its place what's going to hold man and woman together, their tastes, their, their fleeting desires. Uh, no, the bond that's going to keep them together is going to be children and, and a sacrificial love for each other. And so it's, he said it would lead to divorce, but then he said, he said it's also going to lead to sexual perversion. The moment that sex ceases to be a servant, it becomes a tyrant. That's one of his lines. The moment that sex ceases to be a servant, it becomes a tyrant. And sex has become a tyrant in our society because we've lost the purpose of sex, which is a, a servant act. Now, that, that line was written in a book on St. Francis of Assisi. A young priest in 1926 reviewed that book, and he made the point that Chesterton's view on these natural issues are going to have a ramification for years to come. That young priest was John the Baptist of the mountains, Giovanni Battisti Montini. Who was that, Joe and Joe? Paul the Sixth. You're right. Paul the Sixth. Paul the Sixth, who wrote Humani Vitae. He read Chesterton and took really Chesterton's same arguments, which are in Humani Vitae. Contraception will lead to divorce. It'll lead to abortion, infanticide, sexual perversion. That is a radical ideal <laughs> idea, Dale. I mean, I agree with you. But even in Catholic circles, you talk about normalized, bizarro world ideas. Contraception is a normalized, bizarro world idea. It leads to trouble. No one goes into a business wanting to fail. I, I've taught pre-cana classes and i've said this in the class you go into a marriage with the best intention to succeed if you want it to succeed embrace the teachings of god one of which is be open to life but you see we don't love deep enough dale well joe remind our audience of the statistic amongst catholics 
that if, we always talk if, about. If you, obviously it's about 55% divorce rate. If you go to church with your spouse, it doesn't even mention a, what church, a church that gets cut to 25. If you practice natural family planning, which isn't a contraception, that is to space your children out. Let me be very clear on that. It's 3%. So why would you go into something? This is not like like a dogmatic statistic. This is sociological. Well, it's like, but it's like you said, look out your window. Well, I'm going to look out my window in a positive way. The divorce rate amongst Catholics, uh, generally speaking, is as much as the population at large. The divorce rate amongst practicing Catholics is 3%. Okay? That's looking out my window and seeing what's working and what's not. I'm sorry to cut you off, Joe. No, but people think like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. I'm somehow the are outlier. <laughs> no, no, you're just like everybody else. You're human and they're human too. You go into something with the best intention for it to succeed and the church lays that out to you. And what it comes down to, and I'm interested in both your thoughts, we just don't believe God. God says so, lots of stuff. We go to church and he tells us stuff. We don't believe him. He said the church tells us stuff. We don't believe him. The Alquist. You first, Dale. Well, it's you know, good point, Joe. Uh, it, it has we've we've let everything else get more important than God, um, and uh, our 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 faith is demonstrated by the way we live it out. If we're if we're not living a life that demonstrates that we believe what the church is teaching, yeah, we're no we're no different from someone who doesn't claim to believe it. Uh, yeah, that was a really good point. We don't uh, we don't believe God, and you know history shows us that every time we don't, things completely fall apart. You know, we, I called Chester a, a prophetic writer. The point about a prophet is the prophet's trying to tell us to change. That that's what every prophet does. He's not saying this is going to happen no matter what. It's all going to fall apart. Your city's going to be destroyed. No, it's repent today and turn back. And God will have mercy. Isaiah says, you know, seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he's near. This is the time to change. And I, I said earlier, it's time for a grassroots revival. And you said rebirth, Joe. Revival is, is the same idea. We need, to, we need to rise from the dead. That's what we need to do. Well, it's, I, I, yes, I, I, I absolutely agree, Dale Alquist. And the problem is to is we have to remember, we mentioned earlier, I think as, as faithful Catholics, I think it's fair to say that our, our politics probably tend more towards a conservative political worldview. Okay, the problem in America right now is, is a lot of conservatives, um, they're looking for some sort of a renewal of some kind, but they're going down the same dangerous path. Because there's a lot of conservatives in America that embrace contraception, yep. promote contraception. Yep. Say we and say on the show all the time, I would vote for Senator Ted Cruz. I would, but I think he made a fatal mistake, and it's very telling. It speaks to what we're talking about. As the Mr. Conservative of the Senate, okay, he wanted to reach out to uh, AOC to do what, Dale? Promote contraception. What the hell makes you think you're making America better? If you're just going to go down the same path, why? Because you're a little bit lighter in your approach. These are the mistakes yeah. that people make. Why? Because we need but, to raise our consciousness in this yeah. country. Maybe listen to, to Cardinal Montini, who was Paul VI. Go read Humane Vitae. It's not just some edict from Rome that says, you shall not contracept. It's like the church always does. 
it's explained. The teaching is explained, okay? And then we go out there and we can mm-hmm. explain it to others. But people look for political messiahs, Dale. No, no, there's no political, no political solutions right now. We can't be looking for top down answers. Catholics have to start changing the culture from the grassroots. That's our, that's our mandate right now. And you know, one of the best things we could do, Joe, read GK Chesterton. That's one of the best things we can do. Here you go. Go out and go buy the book. And Dale Alquist has written the book and many others, by the way. Uh, This particular book is the story of the family G.K. Chesterton on the only state that creates and loves its own citizens. Joe, we have a few minutes left. Where do you want to go? Let's talk about the fallacy of feminism. I could hear people listening uh, to this now. They're like, here we go. Archie Bunker is in the house. No, no, he's not. We're just going to talk about this. Um... I'll just relate, I guess, my own personal experience. I work in banking, and I can remember I'm I'm no longer with this bank. I was with Morgan Stanley at the time, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of sharp women that work there, smart, but they're, like, super aggressive, like, 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 to the point, and someone's hearing this right now, like, no, they're intimidating you. Actually, no, they're not. What they are doing is acting like men. And it's not attractive. I'm just going to be honest with you. I say this with this caveat. You know, every family is different. Um, Women sometimes have to bring money into the house for the simple fact benefits aren't. You know, my dad had a single barber shop. He didn't have benefits. My mother worked at a school. John Paul has written on it. Benedict has written on it. Basically, they both make comments that there has to be a balance that some type of work cannot replace. I know this goes against what Chesterton says, but this is what the two popes said. I'm just trying to be charitable because I don't want to just throw a statement out there that some people, frankly, are under you know, a situation that I don't know about. But a man is a man and a woman is a woman and we're different. What did Chesterton have to say? Well, I think uh, this brings up the last chapter of the book, which is another one of the most important chapters. Uh, it's the home and work is, is the name of the last chapter. And Chester points out that one of the things that has been detrimental to the family is that we've made the workplace more important than the home. And of course, that's been a dame, that's been the problem of feminism, but it's also the problem of, of men making the workplace more important than the home. Yes, we have to provide for our family, but we can't make the job more important than the family. And that's, that's been part of the undermining and the breakdown of the family. Uh, we've, and and we've, we've let and encouraged women to, to, be, to, to uh, pursue their careers in detrimental uh, to, to, to raising their children. He says, having someone else raise your children is like, being in a in a rain shower and holding up an umbrella and watering the plant with a with a can of water that's that's the unnatural way to to raise your, your children the natural act is for parents to to be involved with their children so Cheshire always has encouraged in not employment but independence the idea of of families uh creatively having their own businesses the, the, the small business approach the family-owned business where everyone's working together um, and the family is still the center of, of their life. And the, the, the vocation, the career is a natural extension of that and not just uh, a thing to, get, to go out and get money uh, for material gain. So uh, Chester has a whole new, uh, you know, a, a completely creative approach to this. 
but but he says you know with feminism it's it is women just wanting to be men and it's and it's done by them emphasizing not doing the one thing that is that they that men can't do which is be a mother only women can be mothers and that's what the feminists have attacked is motherhood feminism is an attack on motherhood and that's the bottom line Theo Alquist who's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe uh, probably have time for one more question um let me ask you this um I think it was uh sister Lucia uh said said that the final battle between Satan uh and God will be over marriage and the family I think I'm getting that right um in in, in a minute and a half or so why is it so important underlying this whole conversation okay Chesterton writing about the family why, when you're talking about a superior intellect like the devil's, okay, because he is smarter than us, why the need to destroy the family? Why is that so important to him? We have about a minute left, Dale. Well, Chester actually makes the same uh, the same prediction as Sister Lucia, uh, Joe, that, that, that it really is, all society is going to come down to a battle over the home. Think about it. It's the most basic place. It's a place of birth and raising and forming new souls. Where else should the devil attack but right there? If you could break the foundation apart, you, you, you've got the whole world then coming to you. He is the prince of this world, and he has been accomplishing his mission by destroying the family. Uh, let's, as Catholics, put the family back together and fight back. Amen. And real quick, uh, Dale Alquist, the Society of G.K. Chesterton, you are the president. Where could fi people find out more about what you guys are doing over there? Chesterton.org. That's uh, Chesterton.org, not .com, because that's hydraulic valves. So uh, come, come see us and uh, uh, learn more about GK Chesterton and the work that we're doing with the Chesterton schools as well. And you're going to want to start uh, to learn more about GK Chesterton by reading Dale's new book, The Story of the Family, GK Chesterton, on the only state that creates and loves its own citizens. Dale Alquist, thank you so much. This was a great conversation, uh, and we'd love to have you back soon. Would that be okay with you, brother? Love to do it, Joe. You're both delightful, and I I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Thank you, Dale, and thank you all out there for joining us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Download the app so that you can listen to The Frontline with Joe and Joe, Bishop Caggiano, and all the EWTN content and Restless. You can listen to it wherever you are, and if you see Joe and I on social media, particularly on YouTube at The Frontline TV or The Frontline with Joe and Joe, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff and help us out a little bit. And remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.